Hey everyone, tonight we have here Rick, Richard, I call him Rick, but Richard <laughs> Bowers. Um, I'm gonna be interviewing him. He has a really unique and special story to share with us tonight. So Rick, tell us about your childhood. Uh, well, when I was a kid, my parents always owned their house and then they also had like a side rental. So when I was a kid, I would always go with my dad. They'd always pick up the rent once a month because the rental he had was literally about three, four blocks away. So I'd always go with him and collect the rent. And then whenever he was in between renters, I always help him out, fixing up the place to get it rent ready again. You grew up with a dad who knew about passive income. And yeah. how old were you when you were collecting the money, when you noticed that your dad was collecting money every month? Uh, he's had it ever since I could remember when I was little. How many properties did he have? Yeah, just the one, just down the street. Just one. So technically he, he owned the one you guys lived in and then he had the one rental that you would go collect the money from. Yeah. And then tell us when you bought your first property, how did you obtain your first property? Uh, well, when my parents passed away, we got a small inheritance. So I decided to be able to use that money to be able to buy a place instead of, you know, a lot of other people go buy cars. I just decided I'd rather make sure I had a place to live forever. So you ended up buying a place and where did you buy that, your first property? Uh, first property was in La Habra. La Habra. Orange County. Yeah, La Habra, mm -hmm. California. Okay. And do you still own that property? Yeah. When we, when we bought it, we bought that property cash. So my friends were telling me that I should use it to basically buy a house. But the way I looked at it is if I buy a condo fully cash, the only thing I have to really come up with is the association. Mm -hmm. Don't have to right. worry about a mortgage, just as long as it covers association property taxes, I keep it. So you bought a condo cash. So that means you yeah. didn't have any mortgage. No. You just had to pay association fee and you had to pay your property taxes, expenses, whatever that yeah. was, light, gas, water. So now yeah. you're a homeowner and you buy your first property. How do you feel? It was nice. Like I, I always like to hold on to money. So when I, I literally transferred all the cash, it, I had it like for literally about a week and then it was out of my account. <laughs> oh, so wow. my account balance went from small to large back down to, to small again. But it, it's a nice feeling knowing that I own it and like, no one can ever really take it. Do you feel like your dad had a lot of influence on this decision that you made? Yeah, yeah, because I always saw that he owned, he had a rental. So I knew that that would eventually become a rental if I wanted to, you know, to move into a different location. But at the time it was just me and Maggie. We only needed a one bedroom. So it, it was perfect size for us. Awesome, so you bought your first home, you get married to your wife, Maggie. And yeah. what happens next? Uh, well, we come home from our honeymoon and then I find out that my ex-wife did something she shouldn't. And then I end up getting full custody of my three kids, literally uh, like within two days of coming back from my honeymoon. So, you know, when you have a total of three kids, two adults in a one bedroom, that doesn't work anymore. So then we started looking and within about another six months, we ended up, uh, buying a three bedroom about a block away. Wow. So a life changing event happens, right? Yeah. Because your plan was to be in this property with your wife and you don't have any mortgage. So something, no. obviously your kids happen, you know, they come over 
And now you have to go buy a second property. Do you buy a second property and sell the first one or did you keep the first one and then you ended up buying another one? Well, we, we put 20% down on the second one and then basically rented out the first one. And then the profit from the first one essentially paid the mortgage on the second one. We're so, still kind of in the same situation where we didn't have to put much above what we were paying before, but now mm -hmm. we have the one property, which is still going up in value. And then you have the second property, which is also increasing in value as well. So we did a mortgage on the second one. You did a mortgage on the second one but the rent that was coming from the first property is actually paying for your second home. So in essence, you're not paying anything out of pocket, right? That is correct, yeah. That's that's perfect. That's actually the yeah. American dream, being able to be financially secure, financially free, and collecting passive income to pay for your lifestyle. You're actually in the on the right path. And I believe from your background with your dad having that rental, that really influenced your now your life because now you have you own two properties and they're yeah. both getting paid they, one of them is paid off the other one's paying itself with the first one's passive income and yeah. what do you guys do next so from there we basically were wanting a bigger place uh, a house someplace with a yard for my new son because we had a son together to be able to run around and play with so she originally wanted Temecula, but when I kind of looked at the values of Temecula, wasn't really too jazzed about trying to get into a house. But mm -hmm. I sat down, kind of crunched the, the profit from the first one, kind of forecasted if I rent out the second one, what the profit would be on those, and then kind of figured out, a, like a, played around with a couple calculators, figured out a price range of what I would feel comfortable as far as the monthly. Um, we ended up in Victorville, so we just bought a house in Victorville in April. So now the profit from the first one and the second one pretty much covers most of the mortgage on the house. Mm -hmm. So we'll probably be here for a while and then maybe turn this into a rental and then use the two condos in the house to then pay for the place where we would like to retire, which is in Temecula. Where did you move to? Uh, Victorville. Right. You moved to Victorville, but before you buy that house, you run the numbers. So can you explain yeah. to us how you ran the numbers before deciding that Victorville was going to be where you were going to buy this third home? Yeah. Well, again, we prefer to be in Temecula, but we're here in Victorville <laughs> now. But, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, basically just looked at the, you know, the association that I pay on the rental the property taxes, uh, figured out what the average monthly would be for the insurance. And I did that on the one bedroom. And then I looked at the three bedroom, figured out what the mortgage is, property taxes, insurance association. Um, our renter that was in the one bedroom ended up moving into the three bedroom. So I looked at kind of what the extra rent I would get out of that would be on the three bedroom what I could raise the rent on the one bedroom is, cause that was a little under market where it should be. Mm -hmm. um, actually both I think are under market now, but, uh, <laughs> and then I yeah, basically- Right now with the rent what... being so high, with the rent yeah, being so high, so... you could probably rent that for $3,000. Yeah, I could probably get at least another four or five, but you know, I got a good renter in there and that's what matters. He keeps it good and um, he's been with me for a while. So I kind of looked at the total amount of profit I would get off of both when they're both currently rented. And then just kind of, again, ran the calculation said, okay, if I get a house in the 400,000 mark, 
you know, what would be my average monthly payment and kind of look at it versus what the income was on the two properties. So that way, mm -hmm. I never want to stretch myself to the point where I'm worried about trying to make bills. So as long as both of them are paid, we're pretty much able to cover the mortgage here without a problem. Wow, that's awesome. So now you own three properties. Two of them are rent rentals. And yeah. then one of them you live in, right? That is so, correct. So your plan is to keep the one you guys are living in and then buy a fourth property in Temecula? Is that, that what is your correct. plan is? I have a habit of buying houses and never sell them. So that's, uh, yeah, you buy and hold. Buy and hold investors are the best investors. So hopefully eventually make it out of Temecula. It just kind of depends if we find the right house at the right price. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, uh, work. I right now basically work about 10 to 12 hours a day. I work for Nationwide and I sell pet insurance. And do you go yeah. into an office? Was that difficult because you, you're moving from La Habra to Victorville? Yeah, when, when I uh, worked in La Habra, part of the reason why we agreed to move out to Victorville or started looking um, is due to COVID, everybody's been working out of their house. And I was literally working out of a bedroom for 12 hours a day. And then I was sleeping there for six to seven. So part of the reason I'm moving to Victoria is I wanted more space. Um, and then, you know, I got approved to be able to be permanent work from home. So as long as I'm within a good 70, 80 miles of the office, we're able to pretty much work anywhere in that vicinity. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So basically you get a bigger house. Now you have an office in your house. Is that correct? Yeah, my wife had her own business where she had an office she was renting. So that's also kind of what factored in as well as when she got rid of her office. That was, a, I think, about a $400 a month savings that she had right there. Because the house we moved into is large enough where she has an office. I have an office. I got a bedroom. She, we got uh, me and her have a bedroom. My son has a bedroom. And then we have a guest bedroom. It's large enough for us both to have offices. So it was the best decision you guys have made after COVID. Yeah. How was that buying a house during like the pandemic? I wasn't too bad. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't just other than wearing masks and just kind of coming out. Yeah. We, we originally, when we came out and looked at this house, um, you know, we were kind of looking at Temecula and then we saw this one in Victorville. I sent it to my wife about three, four times. And then we just decided, hey, let's go take a look at it. And there's about three or four other offers in that day. And we ended up just throwing it in. Never really intending to move to Victorville and it got accepted and we were in escrow like in two days. So, but yeah, I love this house. It, I, I'll probably have it forever. My kids will inherit it and they can do what they want with it after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you're going to pass on your legacy to your to your children. That's for sure. Yeah. So I have a question for you. You're an owner of three properties, right? Yes. How much is your one bedroom property worth right now? Do you know? Uh, when I checked Zillow, I think the one bedroom's worth anywhere from about probably 330 to like 370 maybe. Well, Zillow always lies. I'm going to say yeah. that, <laughs> but let's just, let's just take their word for it for now, for the purposes yeah. of this question, how much is your property, your second property worth? Second one is valued at about, I think about 470. And what is your, the one you're living in right now worth or valued at? Uh, well, again, based on Zillow, the liar, uh, it's about yeah. 445. Did you know that you own three properties yeah. and your net worth? is roughly around 
1.2 million dollars yeah just by owning those properties that's true i'm just yeah. talking about the the property did you know yeah, I control that about 1.2 million worth of assets yeah that and plus your stocks right because you're into stocks yeah is that correct yeah i do have the 401k stocks so that's there as well you're like worth 1.2 million dollars do yeah. you believe that yeah it's, just it's by all owning. to the properties yep just by owning real estate yeah isn't that amazing yeah it's it, the 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 one bedroom that i bought we bought it for about ninety four thousand, and again it's up you know upwards to the 33360 the three bedroom we got for i want to say 180 but again we got extremely lucky because when we bought it was right after the crash so mm -hmm. we got like right we got the one bedroom literally right at the bottom and then you know we were kind of forced into the three bedroom based on the situation i don't think we would have bought at that time if you know the situation didn't arise but you know since Thank then the mm -hmm. market's just gone crazy it's just uh, gone straight up so now thankfully to all of your life situations you are worth 1.2 million dollars plus whatever other assets you own and let me ask you this what advice would you give someone who has not bought a house coming from you who is someone who is a buy and hold investor i would say do it when you like save up your money always do 20 percent down so you could avoid pmi um and then don't overextend yourself because i've had some family friends where their parents just overextended took out money or went too big and then you couldn't keep up or you never know what will happen in your life and if you try to buy at the very like tippy or the the, the like at the highest amount of what you would qualify for if you're that overextended and something happens you can end up losing it all if you have one life event, try to live within your means, get something to where, you know, if something does happen, you'll still be able to, you know, keep the property that you have and then just start small and build from there. Because when I, when I got my inheritance, all my friends were telling me to just go buy a house and I would own it and be done. But I told them I have a three-step plan. It's one condo, two condo, then a house. Mm -hmm. And we're basically right here in the same house that I said. So we got the two condos, we got the house, we're just then hopefully going to take it that next step further and go, you know, one condo, two condo house, and then where we want to retire. What was a time period where from the time you bought your first home to now? Um, probably about the last 12 years, probably 10 to 12 years, because we were only in the one bedroom for about a, a little over a year before we ended up moving into the three bedroom. And then the three bedroom, I want to say we were there for about nine years. And then we, we've been in this house since April. So less than a year. That's yeah. awesome. Even, yeah, even when I bought yeah. in April, I expected Victorville to eventually go down. And since we bought in April, it's done nothing but go straight up. Yep, it's going to keep going up. And let's say in 12 years, which is the time you, from the last time you bought your first property, in 12 years, your home, your current home is probably going to be doubled, tripled. I don't know. I don't know what the market's yeah. going to do, but it always goes up. Yeah. Well, in 12 years, the second condo may be relatively close to being paid off. 
And then all that would then be just straight profit, like the first condo. That's great. Well, before I let you go, Rick, can you tell us what legacy would you like your children to remember you by? Um, just be hardworking and invest smartly and, you know, always try to help people out if you can. Awesome. With that being said, I want to say thank you so much, Rick, for sharing your story. You're and welcome. if you guys love this story and you guys um, resonate with this story, please share it with your family and friends. With that being said, this is.